Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but just call me Rachel. This is the podcast and place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, health, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you. If you want Rev with Rachel updates, please go to RevWithRachel.com and enter your name and email address. And you can also like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is the three C's of change with Lisa Rosner. Welcome, Lisa. Well, hello. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. Yeah, I'm so grateful that we met recently at the new Green Lotus Yoga and Healing Center in Apple Valley. And it just was an instant, you know, when I started talking to you, I knew you would be a great person to interview on the podcast. Well, I'm excited. I love listening to podcasts. Cool. And I'm thrilled to be on here with you today. Yeah, thanks again. So I'm excited to ha- you know share you with the listeners because you're it's a very interesting background you have in counseling um, and psychological services, and then now you are doing more like a life coaching type of approach with people. And so I'm excited to learn more about that, and then also talk about um, change and balance and what that looks like in our lives. But So usually the people who are on these (laughs) types of episodes with me have a personal story around how they came to be teaching and helping people in the way they are now. Would you share, you know, how did you come to be helping people with, um, with their lives? Well, it's funny you ask when you, you sent me the questions ahead of time, I had to kind of stop and think and wonder, yes, how did I end up where I am today? Mm -hmm. So this is a good process for me uh, to go through as well. And it, and it made me think back um, that I have been hungry for understanding of what the purpose of all this in life is about trying to find meaning and purpose from the time I was a small child. Mm -hmm. And um, my natural way was I have been journaling since I was in fourth grade Mm -hmm. to this day. I have had a hungry pursuit of the spiritual world, um, trying to uh, find some higher uh, meaning to what was going on and um, dialoguing with the the spiritual world, whether it be through angels, um, through Mother Mary, Jesus's mother, through readings of all different spiritual walks, Um, and it's through this process that I have just continued to be hounded by the hunger of helping others and myself in, um, finding meaning and purpose in their life. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, did the usual track. I went to college and I wanted to be a psychology major and a, and a theology major. And my father said, um, how will you ever support yourself with that kind of degree? And so uh-huh. 
I got my degree and started working in the insurance world uh, for Northwestern Mutual Life, for State Farm Insurance, very safe places where you were guaranteed a certain salary and benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was when I was able to um, harness with my husband when we met, um, we both really believed in um, the power of marriage as being the place where we help each other make our dreams come true. Mm. And um, that was something that was different that I hadn't found with other people, that that's how they viewed marriage as a uh, synergetic experience where we help each other be more than we could be alone. Mm, And I'm very grateful to say we're at 29 years of being married and still trying to help each other make those dreams come true. That's awesome. But I will say that um, um, soon after we got married, my husband was like, you know, I've always wanted to own my own business. I'd like to start this. And I said, yes, let's go. We can live in an apartment. We can do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The youthful conquering mindset, <laughs> yeah, which is beautiful. Um, and I desired to have children and a family and a fun environment where we traveled um, and taught our children about the world. And we've been able to do that. And so... Uh, gratefully, um, we've got four daughters, age 20 to 28 right now. And, um, and so those things were really good. And my husband went on to own or start several different businesses and, and get them up and running and then sell them. And then we'd start something else. Mm -hmm. And, and in the middle of this though, I started to lose me. Mm -hmm. I gave away too much of me, and I, re- I didn't realize this, um, but I became discontent and sad and empty. And that was about uh, 2011, and um, I was not sure what to do about it um, because things really were good, but I was discontent mm-hmm. and not sure about where... I um, should be putting my energies. And um, as often happens, you know, the universe drops in people at just the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, a person two doors down that was a good friend of mine, had an old coworker stop by and um, visit her. And she was somebody that I had known 20 years earlier because oh. I had of a previous situation and we reconnected and she said, Hey, I'm a life coach and I'm going through the training and I need some people to practice on. Do you want, do you want to come over and let me, you know, practice my life coaching? And I was like, sure. Oh, cool. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, and it's so important to notice, you know, note those moments. Like you said, you were feeling, was it discontent? Right. Just, just not, I had, I was feeling empty. I had given so much to my children and to my spouse and creating. So it was a beautiful creation process, but I had gotten out of balance of giving too much. Mm -hmm. Maybe not having the boundaries of 
of my own that needed to be there to be sure that I could be filled up to mm-hmm. continue to give. And this is a common story of people that have multiple children that, you know, the best mothers are those that can choose to put the child, the newborn's needs in front of their own, right? Mm-hmm. That was easy for me. What was harder was that as the child grows, you have boundaries and you don't give all, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that continues as our children get older and we release them to the world. And we say, go, try yourself against the world. Put your skills to work for the benefit of the universe, not just for my benefit. Mm-hmm. So it's a slow um, going from gripping and holding on to that newborn baby so tenderly but then releasing them to what the higher plan is for their soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I think I, in those places is where we find um, we can go into those, you know, like, well, now what? You know, because things are always changing with our children. Like they do need us so much more when they're little, but then spaces and openings happen for us to see something newer, to ask those deeper questions. I know for me, it was kind of like, well, why why do I have everything I thought I wanted and now I'm not waking up joyful? <laughs> and so that sent me on that inner journey of what's going on inside of me, you know, and yes. starting to ask those questions. And I know as a life coach, you can help people tap into that for themselves. Absolutely. Because discomfort or a discontent or a dis-ease is simply there to give us information. You know, we don't have to be afraid of it because some people see it as a negative emotion. Um, Whereas if you choose to, you simply take it as what it is, a piece of information to say, oh, I thought I was going to feel differently when I got here, but I guess I don't. Mm. And we don't. And if we choose not to judge it, If we choose not to push it away and say, I shouldn't feel that way. I should just be grateful for what I've got, right? Mm -hmm. If we simply allow what is and have the assumption that all is good, all is well with the world, and I am part of the river, I am a droplet in the river of life, and we're all flowing towards a common place, source, And so I don't have to be afraid. I can simply turn my hands upwards, my palms upwards in a yogic position of humility and say, oh, what's here for me to learn? Right? Mm -hmm. I can't say that I did that initially. I think I had a lot of shoulds. Mm. I should be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Because we had enough money to pay the rent And I did get to have children and they were thriving and I should this and that, right? Mm -hmm. But I had forgotten to listen, the all important listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit within me Mm -hmm. that was saying and guiding me towards some other things, which were having some boundaries, Mm-hmm. of saying, I need some time away to replenish myself. Right. Yeah, I know. 
I know that feeling. <laughs> I remember specifically having the thought of if I'm going to help others and, you know, have the energy to do all the mom stuff also and all that, that I have to feel good first. So it's, it, that sent me on the inner journey of what's going on inside of me and how do I, um, well, I learned a lot more on that journey than just the simple questions that it started with, but awakening to, to that inner world for myself. But it's a common story. Like, I love that this has been your path too. So today's title is the three C's of change. And so when we're feeling these things inside of us, like you mentioned, discontent, dis-ease, what was the other one? Discomfort? Yes. I mean, it's a signal for some sort of change. Yes. And change doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to hurt if we simply get curious about it. So the three C's of change, um, as I see it, are curiosity, compassion, and becoming creative. Um, So part of it is just to bring awareness to what's going on, what's coming up for you. And you need to have a space to be able to identify that. Um, so for some people, um, this comes through meditation. Some people love to take time in the morning, a pattern of taking time in the morning just to think and pray and just see, where am I? How do I feel? How does my body feel? What are the whispers I've, I've been hearing? What were my dreams last night? So you can process this through journaling, if that's, if words are the way that you work, some people like to just draw, right? They pull out mm-hmm. their watercolors, their pencils, and they just do kind of a free form type of thing to see what bubbles up to the surface of our consciousness, right? If we allow it and we relax the shoulds and the expectations, um, we can listen better to mm-hmm. whatever we call that, um, source of inspiration that guides us. Um, If we can set the should down and the, the, the circle of the thoughts on the wheel of the hamster wheel Mm, and just, and just start asking questions. You know, when I journal, I address it to dear God, controller of master of the universe, angels, guardian angels, whoever it is that you are into and asked to interact with them and just ask a question in your mind and then just start writing Just see what comes without monitoring it with your mind Mm. of judging it, but simply see what comes forth and then sit back and look at it. So these are some of the ways that we get curious, but, um, just to look at it and say, okay, I'm not afraid of what's coming up because I don't have a should that it shouldn't be there. Mm. Right? If it's there, let's assume that the world is an, uh, a loving environment that wants our ultimate growth. So we're being given a gift. Look, here's a, something. I don't, I don't like this feeling. And sometimes we know what we want by what we don't want. Right? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So in life coaching, we do a lot of flipping it over, 
right? So we can name, we can start out by naming all kinds of feelings and icky things or whatever it is that's heavy in your soul. And then we go, okay, let's look at it, call it by name, say, I don't want that. And let's flip it over. And then let's start naming what we do want. Right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people that, you know, feel burdened by, I don't want so much work, I want more space. So you you can name the other side. um, And usually it's, it's that much sweeter when you have named called it by name and put written it down. You know, you organize your thoughts and then you start asking the universe for exactly what you desire to show up. Mm-hmm. Right. So we begin by being curious. Where does this come from? What's been going on? What's the pattern? Do I notice a pattern? Something keeps like I'll notice Something, a word somebody says will show up three times in a day, right? And it just jumps out at me. And I'm like, yep. You know, three is a, is a holy number, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if you look at it through that way. Or it's just the, the triple ding, like the doorbell's getting rung. <laughs> yeah. Listen up. I'm coming to call. What is trying to get your attention? Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's the more we tap into synchronicity, the sooner we can take steps um, that are responding to the universe, as opposed to waiting till we get clobbered over the head. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like we're getting clobbered over the head by a lot of people right now with what's going on with all the changes. Mm-hmm. on every level in the world right now. Um, things trying to get their attention or the lack of balance, right? Mm-hmm. They feel like they're on a roller coaster. Yeah, and I think it is a, a time because there's like we're talking about change. There's so much change that's being called. And there is something divine in what's happening because we're all being asked to go deeper and what are we feeling and our beliefs and our judgments and everything is getting stirred up. Um, but so people are feeling that call to slow down, like COVID has made us really come home and let's look at what's going on here at home with our loved ones, with, in our home, you know, I mean, you hear so many things about what people are noticing, like, oh, now I had the time to clean out my closets that I've been meaning to do for a long, long time. But yeah, on so many levels, like you said, people are feeling those calls to yes to feel really and the only way through it is you got to feel it work with it walk with it and we are as as people all over the world we're being called in and so if we go kicking and fighting it can be kind of painful mm. and Another way, another option is to put our hands outstretched and wrap our arms around the base of it and say, oh, look, what's come? What's here for me to learn? Mm. So I'll never forget, um, it, it, 
it was something that somebody, when I was at Green Lotus Yoga and Healing Center in Lakeville, I was up doing yoga and um, someone said something to that effect of when there's a struggle and you don't want it, you didn't see it coming, you didn't want it to come, but it's there. The best thing you can do is wrap your arms around the base of it and say, okay, what's here for me to learn? Mm -hmm. Just hang on to it. Don't push against it. Do you see how when you work with what is, you accept reality, you accept that all is working for good, then you simply take it as this is the next thing I get to learn. I got to live another day. And this is what's coming for me to grow in. I love that perspective and how, how to embrace the disruption instead yeah. of resist it and move with it and take it as a message and a signal. Yes. And so um, then when we get there and some things are shown to us that might be kind of hard to see here, like we don't always really want to be told hey, this part of your life, you know, is not working. And we can then, the second C of change is to offer self-compassion, mm -hmm. right? Set aside the shoulds and the judgments. Set aside what you thought was going to happen and just walk alongside of it and, and, then, and then kind of zoom out and say, Oh, I see how that happened. I meant to do this, but this is really what showed up, right? Like in my case, I tried really hard to do everything really well. And in that, I tried too hard. Mm -hmm. But I loved my intention. I loved the heart that wanted to do something and do it well, which is a very good value. And I... I remembered that you don't have to try so hard in life, that it depletes you when you give beyond your comfort level. And it was enough just to do my best and to love my children and be present and keep balance by working towards something that I personally found fulfilling. Mm -hmm. which was this life coaching stuff harken back to everything I had been doing for the 30 years before that mm -hmm. in, in reading and studying and harnessing with, you, with spirit in trying to understand what is the purpose of this, this whole charade called yeah. humanity, right? Yeah. What's the goal? Mm -hmm. And so... It was through the process of helping a friend do her stuff that I myself was given a beautiful gift. And I loved it. So I went and got certified in uh, life coaching. And then I did the spiritual life coaching. And as I started to work with clients, I realized, you know what? There's some deeper things here going on. Some bigger issues that I felt were outside of my scope of practice. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to go to St. Mary's and get my master's in counseling. And that was wonderful. It was a natural fit. It cool. it's, um, is a beautiful yeah. gift of what most people want, which is just to have somebody else bear witness 
to their pain, to their struggle. And um, I also realized that within the clinical model, it was more hierarchical and there were a lot of games to be played, not games, but the realities of insurance companies and payment. And I wanted, I went back to, well, this is good. However, I really see coaching as more about um, the way that I like to work with another person, which is to walk side by side and say, hey, what do you want to do? I'll, let's play. Let's mm-hmm. play in your life and help you create what you want to create because it's more forward thinking, mm-hmm. less thinking about the past and more about creation of I the life that. that you want. I love that. And so do you notice other differences between kind of coaching, how you were drawn to life coaching? So in therapy, it's more of a hierarchical. The therapist is, is kind of in charge and the client, you know, is doing or answering questions or, um, you know, it's a little bit more that way. Mm -hmm. And I felt that it was more empowering to have a side by side relationship. Um, both are, are important. And for certain types of work, coaching is not appropriate. Mm. There's a lot of true trauma work. There's a lot of things that should not be dealt with just from a coaching standpoint. It's like putting a bandaid mm-hmm. on things. However, I have found that I am more effective in walking side by side and helping people reach their goals and create the life that they want to live that is authentic to their values and um, move their thinking from their head to their heart. Mm -hmm. Because that's really the vibration of where I think the world is being called, is that we're being called to get out of our heads, right? We can say it's right. We can We can find justification, but really our hearts know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think our whole universe is being called in the direction of returning to our heart center. Yes, I love that. And like you were talking about self-compassion, that's a huge component in that. Yes. So self-compassion, you know, there's all kinds of work to be done. To, to, you know, you can do things um, from the psychological world by looking at the wounded child, if that's something you're familiar with, which is to go back and to look at things from that childhood, a need that didn't get met, or a little T trauma, you know, meaning that you psychologically didn't have the energy or the coping skills at that time to manage your feelings or to understand and and cope with certain events that occurred. Um, And those are really important techniques that I love to work with people to go back to the, and to talk to that child, that nine-year-old who, who took on some, some expectations or shoulds. And, and then we go back through and kind of say, you know, what would I say to that nine-year-old now? Mm-hmm. And we heal those wounds from the past. We look at our cognitive distortions of black and white thinking or labeling. 
um, and and help ourselves and help look at other ways of grappling with things in our life. Um, you know, catching ourselves when we're jumping to conclusions or, um, you know, the overgeneralizations. Oh, it's always like this. Well, can we think of a time when it wasn't, you know? Sometimes we can go back and help us uh, see things differently from the past. Oh, we I can learn. That. We yeah. can learn to set boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a constant thing about like what are the people in your life showing you as far as how trustworthy they are? What is reasonable to expect from them going forward? What do they have to offer so that you set a boundary and you don't expect things that people have been showing you? They can't, they can't do it, mm-hmm. right? So then we go, okay, I see that you're just not able to do that. And with love, you, you accept that boundary. Mm-hmm. And then you find someplace else to get that. Or, or you, so it's living with joy looking at what is good and what can be. And you don't ignore what is not. You simply accept it. You don't fight with it and say it should be different. Well, it's not. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like it to be different, maybe you want to make a change in how you act or interact. You know, in family systems, in psychology, um, you know, only one person in a family system has to change how, what role they play for everybody else to have to change how they interact because it won't work the same, right? Mm-hmm. So if you quit playing the scapegoat role or the overachiever person or the one who solves everybody's problems, if you quit doing that, what happens? Then they might step up and take care of their own things, mm-hmm. or they might learn to advocate for themselves. And mm-hmm. so that's that codependent stuff that can, um, you don't have to get everybody else in the family on the same page as you. You simply have to get very clear about what it is that you want to do or not do anymore. And mm-hmm. then you just change. And then the whole family system changes. Yeah, I've heard it said that when one person heals, everyone else around will heal. And then they'll either grow with you or or possibly fall away. And that's okay. They get to make a different choice. But the point is, that is the, the next C, which is, what do you want to create? So once you have had compassion for yourself about maybe what you did in the past, maybe you played that role you did too much, um, and you ha- give compassion to the other people in your life to say, I see that's what they did, and I'm sorry, and I forgive them, but going forward, here's what I am going to create or change, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you put the energy that was tied up, all the psychic energy with all the shoulds and the I can'ts, And it's their fault. And you use that psychic energy. You release it and you say, well, here I am. Today's another day. 
What do I want to create? What am I going to do differently? And it becomes a creative, exciting opportunity to play with your options. That's the fun of life. That's where the energy of change comes from. Mm. It's, it's a yeah. fun, it's a fun playground. <laughs> oh, I like that you say that. So we can shift from our, all these other things in our life can take so much of our energy. And then, like you said, when we free that energy up, we have the energy for the fun, the creativity. What, what do we want to do with this space or the, you know? Yes. Yes. So um, here's the thing. We get to change the narrative. You've maybe heard of narrative therapy. It's the story we tell ourselves mm. about what happened, what did happen, what is happening. And now we get to live our preferred narrative and create the story of what we want to make happen. Do you see how the shift in power, you go from victim to trapped to, uh, oh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live the story that I, I want to create. And we can do that by, um, you know, you can do vision boards. Have you ever done a vision board? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Did it make you um, start thinking and tapping into what do I love? What do I want? Mm -hmm. What is being called? What am I being called to like bring to the world? What is your gift? That special, special thing that was planted in your soul when you were born and came to this world to, to show up in a bodily form to, to do. That's purpose and meaning of life. Mm -hmm. And so we can do vision boards. We can do vision statements. Have you ever had a vision statement done? Yeah, I have. Okay. So it's, it's like um, we do this with life coaching clients. We start talking about what is it that you would like? And then we tap it in with really powerful adjectives and verbs, action, like it's already happened, right? Mm -hmm. we, we use sensory words that somehow when we use things like we can feel it in our body, we can see it in our mind's eye, it becomes, right? Um, and so we write a statement as if it was already done and the joy on your face and how you feel and how it impacts other people. And if we have the client read this vision statement of affirmation to the universe, this is what I see, this is what is. It's amazing how things kind of start showing up, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe they were, all these options were there all the while. But somehow, until we got clear about what it looked like, what it felt like, what it tasted like, we didn't, you know, there's so many options all the time. But when you get clear about where you want to go, the shortest route there becomes clear. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you're just wandering around in the marshes and you don't see, you don't, you're not sure where, if you should turn left or you should turn right, you, you get confused. So what we're trying to achieve in life coaching is a clarity of vision for your life. Mm. Yeah. So we try to connect your personality and align it with your soul. Mm. 
And that's when the magic happens. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And so much of what you were talking about, the listeners have listened for a while, but um, the R and Rev is recreate and what you were describing about changing that narrative. What's the story we're telling ourselves and we can tell ourselves a new story and then create that in our experience. And that's awesome. Yes. But yeah, but it's, you know, like soulful living. What's what it, everything we need is within our soul already. Yes. We just need to allow it to come out. And the things that, that we can do to support ourselves to stay in balance, right? So we keep working towards um, things, you know, whether it's quiet time, maybe it's a walk in nature, maybe it's just keeping yourself balanced physically and nutritionally and good sleep, you know, good thoughts. You feed your mind by what you read, what you allow into your mental space, right? Mm-hmm. What your the eyes, images. What's, <laughs> the images you look upon. I mean, think about what you surround yourself in your home, mm-hmm. right? What is it that you allow and place on purpose in your space to inspire you, to keep your mind on what is your ultimate goal? Yes. And so much of our ultimate goal is really like happiness. Like it can look like outwardly things or achievements, but then it's ultimately those feelings of happiness, peace, ease, joy. And what will help us create that in our life? Yes. So, you know, I do a workshop called The Power of Pondering, and it's really kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I do it in groups of 10 to 15 so that we can have some fruitful conversation and learn from each other. But we start out by looking at a list of 100 different values and just kind of like, okay, let's take a few minutes and just circle anything that resonates, right? So we're going to quit thinking. We're just going to tap into what words jump out as like, yes, I like that. I want it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people end up with 30 or 20 or whatever. And then we go through a process of getting it down to, you know, give, having to give five away or mm-hmm. get rid of five more. <laughs> and then we go on a journey, you know, and a troll de- makes us as we go over the bridge of life, we have to give, you know, five more away until we get to our top five values, right? Mm-hmm. And so why do we do this? Well, um, when we get clear about what we value, really clear, we will know how we want to spend time, money, energy, attention, right? So, mm-hmm. in, and then, you know, we'll compare our list in small groups just with our person next to you. And that person may look just like you and, and do a lot of the same things as you. But guess what? their values, top five, might be completely different. Now, there's not necessarily, you know, there's no right or wrong on this. But when you get clear about who you are and what's important, you can, you know how you want to spend your time, money, like we we said before. 
And what I find is a lot of people go home and they talk to their spouses. They talk to the people they live with. And it has created really fruitful conversations because a lot of times what we get in struggles with or fight with the people we live with, it's about how we spend time, money, energy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not, and once we know that it's not, we're fighting against them, it's like, hey, this is really a value for me. We don't have to fight one person against the other. It's just, do you see, this is what's important. And that's how can we get it so that we spend more time doing the things that I value or more spend more money. And then the conversation is taken away from the struggle between the people to the ideas. Mm -hmm. So once we gain some, some clarity about what your value system is, then let's, we take a look at what brings true joy in your life. Cause that's the, the currency of, of energy excitement. And it's amazing how many things that truly bring you joy don't cost anything. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. A walk in nature, a really good conversation with an old friend. Mm-hmm. Peace and quiet to just, um, you know, think. Some people just want to be able to finish a task, do it really well, and take their time at it. Mm. That's what finds joy. Maybe it's singing. Maybe it's painting. You know, um, I think it's really important for people, especially now, to tap into what fills me with joy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like then we are so clear on what to say yes to and what to say no to. So then we don't get drained doing the things we really don't want to be doing. And we have more energy for what we value and what we do want to be doing and enjoying. Yes. And I think that is becoming clearer as we're all being stuck at home and we're saying, gosh, I kind of like not having to fight traffic every Mm -hmm. morning. I kind of like having a slower time at in the morning to have a cup of coffee and then just click into work. Mm -hmm. The simple joys. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Lightness and ease. I know for me over the years, um, I felt like this calling home, you know, just the, I'm not spending as much time driving across town for various things. Just, I become just happier and felt like I have more space in my day when I keep my life closer to home. And so that, that part of that is literally not like going really far to events or whatever, but what's just near home. Yes. And I have to say this calling to come home is so symbolic on every level. from my experience, Mm. coming home to me, coming home to my spirituality, back to God, to the focus of the one who made the whole universe. It's, it's, um, it is a scary time of change. And yet if we straddle with a wide foot stance, right, on either side, and we keep our knees bent and we roll with it, right? We don't get rigid. We don't get stiff. We don't fight. 
the waves that are coming. We roll with it and go, okay, what's here for me to learn? Okay, I guess there's more. And you can cry out to the universe and say, I'm tired. Enough. Yeah. I can't take more, right? Yeah. A lot of people are kind of getting to the end of their their energy and their their ability. And they can absolutely cry out to the universe and say, enough now. I need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. I need to re, re, recoup my balance. But always remain flexible and agile, right? As we're as we're moving along in the river of life. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that water is the greatest force in the universe. It changes the landscape of the world. If it goes around rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And it slowly wears them down. But you know, water goes around a big rock in the middle, but it keeps going towards its direction. It doesn't get, you know, it keeps moving. And that's what I think we need to do as these rocks are being thrown in, in our river of life. And we just go, yep. Okay. I'm going to go on this side. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the visuals you provided. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. And I love the power of asking. You know, we can ask God, our higher power helps, helps me. I don't know how to navigate this. I need some guidance. And I know the most powerful places I've been in, um, you know, in change and asking deeper questions within me was asking, just help guide me. I don't know what to do with this. And then I was supported. And it takes humility to do that mm-hmm. it takes an awareness and an, an acknowledgement that some greater force is out there mm-hmm. right so that's an action of faith and trust you know um when our bodies start to you know have a pain or get sick or whatever we can say oh body i see you're you're hurting you're this is going on i trust that you will take care of me. I trust in you. Do you see how when we talk, we ascend our intention, we give our trust to our body too. We don't get fearful. We, we affirm it. And the life force that the body is meant to be regenerative and healing, mm. right? We can send our confidence to our bodies. We can send it to the, to nature, to to whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that you desire. Like I ask for perfect health, perfect health, perfect health, mind, body, and spirit for me, my husband, my children, my, you know, the wave of the people in my life that I, I am a spiritual warrior for that I hold. And that's power that, you know, we can't see, but I claim Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love that we can claim, claim that. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. The power is there. Again, what is it that you feel called to create? You know? Mm-hmm. This, this universe is a creation, and we are part of that creation process. And when we tap into that... Um, and we listen to what our heart is calling us to, 
and then we take a step to, out in faith, it's amazing when you harness with the universe what can be done. Mm-hmm. Love it. And so <laughs> I, I want to work with people in this process. So if it's something that that resonates with you, something that's calling to your heart, I would love to work with individuals. I do group work. Yeah. So what's the best way for the listeners to connect with you? So you can reach me at L-I-S-A, Lisa, M as in Mary, R as in Rabbit, at FrontierNet.net. You can send me questions. You can um, work. You can ask, it, you know, check into um, life coaching services with me. I do Zoom. I do Skype. I do, um, I work with people all over the United States um, through telehealth. I am in person at the Green Lotus Yoga and Healing Center in Lakeville and now opening in Apple Valley. There are some limitations with the COVID um, things right now, but um, yes, I love to talk one-on-one and help people create the life that they um, desire. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. And to know that that's possible. Yes. Yes. Cool. Lisa, thank you so much. You shared so much wisdom and just experience and a new perspective that might be different for, you know, I feel like the context sometimes that we're provided in, in our lives isn't really the truest, most lightest, free, trusting, faithful context that we could be experience our lives in. So thank you for providing a new context today too. Well, you're welcome, Rachel. We all experience fear, but we can choose trust and we can ask and call out to the universe and ask for help. I think God is just waiting for us Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. This has been delightful. What a treat it is to get to talk with you. Thank you for inviting me here today. You're welcome. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in. It is a pleasure to share these important life transforming and healing topics with you. As always, remember to Rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.